0: hello everyone and welcome back to season two episode five of the black women working podcast thank you so much for joining us again how is everyone dandy dandy <laughs> yes
1: i like yeah, that dandy. one no
2: no um, what's it i'm like? speaking prophetically
1: because i'm not actually but i'm speaking life into my situation
2: okay <laughs> oh very good
0: okay
2: yeah i'm all right
0: Good. we're just missing that today so we miss her a lot
2: yeah um, due to unforeseen circumstances beyond our control she a black so woman worker
0: yeah, <laughs> so um, just a quick reminder if you follow us on our socials at BWW UK and that's on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat and use the hashtag hashtag BWW on all social media
1: mm-hmm, BWW Podcast UK
0: oh sorry BWW Podcast UK on social it? media <laughs> Um, So the quote of today is I'd rather regret the risks that I didn't take That didn't work out Than the chances I didn't take at all And that's by Simone Biles What made you pick that one? Because I feel like sometimes with You know, finding work and graduating Risks That you have to take risks Mm -hmm. it's not always plain and simple and I feel like the job market today is crazy so you can't always think that it's going to be one path and that's just going to set you to where you want to go sometimes you might have to take a risk and take a pay cut or pay rise or go for a job that you wouldn't normally go for and I think that kind of embodies what, where, yeah, where I'm coming from I don't know if you guys agree for yeah, today's topic I hate that, yeah. which is <laughs> finding work
1: after me you graduate me have experience in that still I'm <laughs> oh, in Jamaica now we're rubbing off on you I like yes. that though. it's actually good Yes. The Nigel Gell is coming true. Do you know, that's actually one of my special skills, mimicking accents. What, really? That's my you part. You in get guitar. into that. Have you not <laughs> you have heard to in.
0: the podcast yet? No, but, yeah, but I need to read that. No, it. but, yeah, but. Yeah, like, I, need to, I need to listen again. I need to listen to all
2: your... I reckon you have at least three each episode.
1: Mate.
0: Oh my, my,
2: no! About e- each episode. Yeah, I reckon you've had about three ac- accents each.
0: Episode. Yeah,
1: actually, you're right. To be honest with you, we yeah. digress. Yeah, be. Yeah, we <laughs> digress.
0: <laughs> um, so today we're just gonna hear from the Town Hall ladies again. I'm sure you guys all know Town Hall by now, but for everybody who's new, um, the Town Hall is a uh, hall, a uh, literal hall, <laughs> that, we, that um, we, we gather some black women working and they'll just discuss some of the issues that we'll be talking throughout the season. So we've done that earlier this year and um, I'm just going to put a snippet in here.
3: Um, for me, um, I graduated a long time ago. I graduated in 2010, so that was only a couple of years, a few years after the uh, financial crisis. But I found that because I did a summer internship in my second year and then I got a graduate offer off the back of that I didn't have any problems getting my foot in the door it was just once I did get in my get my foot into the door in the banking space it was more of a question of right so I'm in what do I what do I want to do now so I went into a role that I thought I wanted to do and I was like, actually I don't quite want to work in this space so I moved into a different space um, but I still wasn't happy and it took me seven years to find something in banking that I actually enjoyed. I knew that I didn't, I, I did a law degree and I knew that I didn't necessarily want to become a solicitor but I enjoyed studying the subject so I continued with the degree knowing that the skills that I got from that degree are transferable especially in a finance context. Um, so I started off in an audit role, decided so I didn't like that, I went into a compliance role but there are lots of different facets of compliance so it was just finding which area of compliance I liked and eventually I, I, I found it so my for me personally my um, difficulties came in in terms of deciding what I wanted to do once I was in and not before
4: so I graduated in, in 2012 and I actually have a law degree and um, at the time I thought I was going to be a lawyer and um, I didn't really enjoy my law degree. I loved uni, but I didn't like school, and um, I wasn't sure why, And but I'd spent a lot of my life not enjoying education, so I just thought it was just another thing. I'm just not somebody who likes education, I just want to work. Um, and uh, in the summer of my second year, I did uh, some work experience in the legal field, um, and uh, part of that was a mini-pupilage, so working uh, with some barristers and and, I mean to be honest I look back at it and a lot of what I'm about to say was very sexist but it is it was my reality and I worked with some old male white male barristers who um, were very flirtatious with me at the time I sh- would have been about yeah I would have been about 20 years old and they were quite openly flirtatious and um, as a part of that one of them said to me oh you know um, why you don't need to be a solicitor why would you be a solicitor you're you're not just smart you're beautiful beautiful people that are smart are you know adi- like literally there's not enough of people like that so you don't want to be a solicitor leave that for the ugly smart people yep it's a real <laughs> conversation that i had and yeah and um it did make me reconsider just also because i wasn't sure that i wanted to be a lawyer at that point anyway uh, especially i kind of felt like i don't want to have to deal with people like you like at the time, I just thought, if this is what it's going to be like, I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life. Um, so that was actually the first time I considered marketing, weirdly enough. And But I had obviously no experience. At that point, I had done three months of purely legal work experience. I'd spent my entire life thinking that I was going to be a lawyer. Um, so I wasn't sure how I would do that. So um, over the summer, after I graduated, I just... I don't know, I just woke up one morning and I was like, right, okay, I need to have some kind of qualification, because I have a qualification in law, but I don't have that for marketing, so I can't just go and start applying for jobs. So that's when I decided to do a master's degree. So um, I got a master's in uh, marketing and advertising, and I absolutely loved it. Um, It was the first time I ever was in education where I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, And yeah, so I did really well in that. And... That's part of the reason why I think that actually when I did then finish that degree, it wasn't that hard because at that point I'd said, okay, I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to put all my energy and focus in um, trying to get into marketing. Um, And so after after I had my qualification, I I did a bit of work experience, I think two weeks. Um, So with my with my university that I did my master's in, they had a great program to involve mentors. So they had um, people within certain fields um, that were around the area. So I went to Hull. So it was kind of in um, the Yorkshire area. And it was e-mentoring. So just a a guy who was a a marketing and uh, development manager at a law firm. He was my mentor, and they matched me with him because, of course, I had a law degree and a marketing degree, so it just made perfect sense, and um, he was really great, Uh, and, you know, he kind of gave me a feel of what it would mean once I graduated, and um, I was just bold, and I asked him because it wasn't part of the program. The program was just e-mentoring for about a month, Um, and I asked him if I could just come in and do some work experience with him for a couple of weeks because, obviously, at that point, I had none. Um, He was absolutely happy to do that, which was great, so I did that um, just before I graduated, so... Uh, from my master's. um, So that meant that I had something on my CV um, as well. And and he gave me a recommendation as well, which was really great for me at the time. Um, Got me on LinkedIn, which was insanely helpful. It's actually how I got my first job. Um, And then by the time I graduated, like I said, it was interviewing everywhere, kind of taking any interview that I could get. But then my first job actually came directly from LinkedIn and it actually came from a kind of a mistake so I had an interview somewhere and the guy's name was the same as another he had basically had the exact same name as someone um and I always would before I had an interview I'd always look up who was interviewing me just to see if there was any common ground so that I could bring up in an interview um and I'd done that but I'd obviously looked at the wrong person Went to the interview that I was meant to. Um, I didn't get the job for whatever reason. But the person who I had looked at his uh, profile got in touch with me and said, look, I've got um, a job that I need someone to come in and do. Um, Perfect, Be perfect for you. It's an assistant role. Um, It would only be a contract, but I'd like to see if you could do it. So I came in, did the interview, and they kind of hired me on the spot. So yeah, so LinkedIn, I would say, if I was going to give anyone advice, practical advice, LinkedIn... I mean, it's not the first, it's that, it, that wasn't the last time I got a job through LinkedIn. So I would say absolutely make sure that you have a profile, that it's up to date, and that you engage as well, not just have a profile and kind of leave it, that you are talking to people and being in the right groups and, you know, being part of, I guess, the conversation if it's specifically what you are looking
0: for. Okay, so um just for the listeners and new listeners in particular, I'm sure we've all discussed it. But what jobs are you guys doing? And like short story about how you got there,
1: little <laughs> short. I'm talking to you. What do you mean? I'm not, i I don't talk too much no more. Oh, oh yeah, prefer, I've um, I don't know what I've done, but I don't talk that much anymore. Oh, I'm not starting. Sorry. What? Wait. What was the question again? So what what job
0: are you doing at the moment oh, okay and how did you kind of get there especially
1: like oh, regarding
0: graduation and
1: oh god okay i'm going to give a very brief version of this story because it is it goes in several directions and i feel like i've said it before in one of the episodes that yeah we, had before, we all actually. kind of have said yeah so currently words. i work in tech in a digital agency um i'm a content manager um, I've kind of been in that content management field for mm, almost four and a half years now. Was it somewhere that I wanted to go, like, oh, I thought I want to deal with this? Absolutely not. I just kind of glide... In, that's the perfect word, actually. I kind of just glide into, like, different positions. Um, you Are you asking me to talk about my story since graduation? Girls, there's a long story.
0: Well, you don't have to go into it detail, but oh, what did you okay. study and, like, is that relevant or did okay. you do, mm. like...
1: So... I started off studying um, at uni, <coughs> sorry, um, multimedia com- computer systems. That was basically glorified electronic engineering. I hated it. I did it for a year. I was like, mm, it's not for me. And um, I changed to English and African studies, which I was able to do based really? on the A levels I did. Yeah. So uh, for A levels, what did I do? I did English, maths, um, wow, that maths, you Psychology. know that one is hard. Right. Maps A and level. Mm. Bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> That one humbled me fam because GCSE, GCSE was easy. Was A right. level, hey. Um, I did drama and fit studies AS level and economics. Bund them to No, drama and fit studies I enjoyed, economics bun that, I was like, nope. Anyway, that's how I got onto um multimedia computer systems because you need kind of maths I guess for electronic like electronic yeah all that crap that it was um, and but that's also what enabled me to switch to English and African Studies to be fair African Studies I was just looking for something to combine the English with because I wasn't able to do a full English degree because they'd already taken all the people for that mm. so they were like you can do joint honours but you have to find something else I looked through the perspectives I was like dip, doo, which one do I want to or do or was it oh, just a black good. power decision absolutely not <laughs> there was nothing strategic in in it at all I just thought oh this looks like it might be interesting at that point I didn't care I just wanted to get out of that course so that's what i studied that's what i graduated from uni in and um i wasn't one of those people that was organizing uni like from second year knew what they wanted to do was in placements for this i did work experience here there and everywhere but it and nothing took nothing took basically Mm. so when i left uni it was like peak recession times this was uh 2009 Uh, so recession had already been in for probably about a year or so the jobs were not there so i kind of just had to take a different approach and think okay so i don't actually know what i want to do i don't actually have anything to go into what can I do? So I went into temping for a very long time and that was mostly like administration with the, within the NHS. Mm-hmm. I did that for several years and as I was doing that, I was doing like um, internships and free work experience and stuff like that to try, try and get a test of the area that I wanted to go into which at that time I thought was like social media or like something science, science creative. You know when you're young mm-hmm. it's just creativity is just like a wishy-washy concept and you're like, oh, I just want to do that. So anyway to skip past like quite a number of years um basically i've pretty much done almost every job under the sun that doesn't require some highly advanced like qualifications for and that's literally because I just get given a chance at lots of different I've just been given a chance at lots of different companies and I've never really until the last two roles done the same thing that I've done before again Mm -hmm. because as I've said before in a previous podcast I keep finding things that I don't want to keep doing so I'm just always kind of moving up but also kind of Uh, laterally in parallel as well so I mean I'm still figuring things out at my big age I am still figuring things out I haven't found the lane that I want to stick to yet but um yeah my my journey from graduation to where I am now has been a mishmash of things and um that's one of my greatest skills, I guess, um, adaptability. I was actually saying that work. I was just like, I actually just sat there at my computer and I was like, do you know what guys, I'm actually great, you know? And my <laughs> colleagues were like, why? I said, I'm so adaptable. There's nothing you can give me in this place that I can't do. Wow. <laughs> All right. I, know, I know, I was having a moment. And my other colleague, she was across from me. She was like, do you know what? You're actually right. That's what I've told your your line manager before. I was like, you know nice. what? Yeah. Because I that is actually, if anyone was to ask me my strength in an interview or something, that's my greatest skill, to be honest. To be able to adapt to new situations and learn the skills quickly. And that serves me well, especially as someone who doesn't you could say is wishy-washy doesn't know exactly what she wants to do if you're going to be that person then you also need to be the kind of person that can pick up things quickly and hit different levels quickly yeah so that is the brief version of my journey since graduation it's quite exciting it's been interesting like Mm. i'm not going to lie and say it's been nice all the time it's been difficult at times but i've been fortunate to have fortunate enough to work with people who've been very considerate of me like they've known that where I am is not where I wanted to be and they've said oh okay maybe you can just like work four days a week and the other day a week you pursue like this creative thing that you want to do or do an internship here do something there so I've always just by the grace of God been placed in the setting where there's people who are like you know what we want you to be great or be the greatest that you can be so we're going to facilitate that so I think that's been a huge Part of it as well. Not everybody may have that same mm. fortune. We can all sense. hope for that because boy, yeah. there's a lot of haters at work.
0: About mm. have a day off to do creative, creative what? <laughs> your best find yourself. Nine to five. <laughs>
2: nine to five. Real talk. Um, I'm a bit of a geek, you know. So at about, I think all of you lot are barring
0: me. <laughs> you lot, you know.
2: <laughs> I'm a dancer.
1: Yeah <laughs> I don't 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 a declare nonsense dance over your life. No. Yeah. You Dancing all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you said dance so I thought you said I'm a dance. I was like, What? No, I, I did say
2: that.
0: No, oh, no, no, please, we're not please, having please. that we're No, in having.
2: comparison to you guys, nah, like I know A level maths. Everyone yeah, who was, was doing A level maths, not me. You just said you're a geek, so wouldn't that. No, okay, mean? so what happened is, <laughs> I started looking for my ideal job when I was about fourteen. Yeah, I used fourteen. To go, yeah, I used to wow. go at the back of the newspapers, the classifieds. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! gosh. Yes. You're really showing your age. Yeah, man. <laughs> and basically, I was like, I don't know what I want to do, so I'm I'm not going to say, oh, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a lawyer. Although I did spend a long time wanting to be a lawyer, mm. but I was like, there's probably loads and loads of jobs. And organisations, because like you know, I was active in um, my youth community and stuff. So I knew lots of youth workers, and that meant I met a lot of people working for different agencies. And I was like, there's probably lots of jobs that we don't know about. So I used to look at the back of the paper and just. See organisations as heroes. Like, how
0: good that is! I told you I'm a geek. Yeah. Even when
2: I was fourteen, I went to meet um, Camilla, who was the charity executive for Kids <gasps> Company. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I loved
1: Kids Company. I went to meet her, <laughs>
2: and I was like, in Dulwich, I was like, "Tell me how you got here." I was, I was legit mm. year ten. Um, oh. To just think about like what might I study and stuff. So anyway, I decided when I was about year ten that I wanted to work with kids, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just I want to work with young people. So I'm a social scientist, so my A-levels, sociology, psychology, RE, politics, and then at degree level, I studied social policy. Um, And again, I just spent a lot of time just looking at different organisations. In my second year of uni, I did um, an internship with the civil service. Yes. Mm. Which is like a natural, if you're, it's kind of like a natural flow, you study social policy but know, it's good to go know. Into I think it's good to know like what you may or may not want exactly. to go to so with civil service
0: you kind of get an outline and you know that, that was yes written, written. Oh.
2: Mm. so I worked for the Department of Education, obviously in my field of children and I was like nah man so civil service for me I was like you just follow the order of the day, mm-hmm. like whichever government is in power you have to go with that narrative, like yeah. your own view, excuse me, didn't necessarily matter um so then I I worked all throughout my degree. Um I was I was a youth worker. From my finished school I was doing youth oh, work. Good. A mm. qualified youth worker from sixteen. Um
1: What? Wait, hold on, say that again one time. more time, one more time.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I started that McGee. Like wait, wait, wait! Is it as a qualified youth worker from 16. <laughs> do you know how mad that is, boy? Evening course. Do you courses, know how mad that yeah, is? Yeah, I did. I did. I did like six week evening course. So right. after yeah, I would go and do a course to get the, these qualifi- qualifications like mm. drugs and alcohol worker, yes. all of those things. Mm-mm. Um. So I was looking again because of that. I was exposed to and knew different organisations and basically I started my job hunt. I would say the december before graduation Mm -hmm. but it was particularly important for me because i was living independently as well so i wasn't living at home so my bills needed to be paid Mm. like needed to be paid so there was no once i knew right may that's the last student loan drop you need to pay your bills Mm -hmm. so the pressure was kind of on um so the first job i applied for loads of jobs i can't even tell you the list of jobs but again it was that sort of going on the guardian ticking social sector or public sector whatever it was and just reading the job description and thinking i could do that i could do that i could do that the first job i the, the first job i got i felt like i was definitely putting my hat above my peg the salary was like 30 something k which is nothing in comparison to the salaries that people
1: at my uni were on but
2: as a starting, I was like, okay. What do you um,
1: mean, man? What do you mean that's nothing? <laughs> some, people, t- like, I was like, some people like considering the average salary of the UK, and this was way back in the y- day as well. Way back. No. No, but the so, same time as me, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. So
2: mm. um so I, I felt I did feel a bit intimidated by the salary alone. The job role, I was like, I could probably do that. Um and I actually had my interview before my last exam. So even to the point when I got called for the interview, I was like, mate, I'm supposed to be revising. Like literally the, the week of my interview, I had my exams. I was like, how do I f- plan for this interview and be revising? But I went for the I went for the job, and this is the boss that I talk about a lot. Shout out to Hermione, black woman working. Yes. Um she literally saw the she saw the good in me, and um she uh, was like you haven't got everything but I can see you've got you've got enough mm. and and we can we can work with that and so yeah my first job was working with children in care in Islington and then I, I was there for about three years and basically like with I should stop saying basically I tell the kids to stop saying that all the time with youth work with working with kids in care I was like it's too transient like you see the kids one day and maybe they don't show up the next I was like if I want to have a real impact and actually really change the lives of children I need to be where they are every day and it doesn't matter what your circumstances if you're a child you have to go to school so I didn't say I wanted to work Wanted to be a teacher it wasn't my goal to be a teacher and it's probably not my forever goal but in terms of working with young people i thought that that would be the best place um, that i was so i trained with a charity called teach first again it was a work on the job i wasn't prepared to go back to do pgce i was mm. too skilled for that and so i couldn't it's a long af- process. and i couldn't mm. afford as in i i'd done the work on the ground i was ready Mm. i was very familiar with the education system and i couldn't take the pay cut i had Mm. bills to pay Mm. so i did a train on the job there's a few others but i did teach first and um one of one of one of my best decisions in life i'm I'm quite proud to say that i did that course um and i've been teaching for 10 years now um and like i say i always say will i be teach forever i don't know Well, considering
0: all these things that you've been doing, youth worker since 16, Mm. I'm going to say it again and again. Even at the end, I'm going to say it. (laughs)
2: Listen, I've been in the Um,
0: game. I feel like if I was in your position, I would say I wouldn't potentially be a teacher for the rest no, of my time because it. you've been doing lots of different things so I'm mm. sure you're used to moving to something new yeah. or going for a different got range basically yeah, and flexibility yeah. to oh my go god I'm actually so directions. jealous of you lots um, like paths I wish mine was like come that come on but, let's, let's hear it, it. Oh god, let's <laughs> hear <you're, laughs>
1: remember how much years difference there is you've got time to catch up like well, literally let's and hope do that many mine things let gets
0: on
2: that
1: and you've part. not been in one field go on I swear when I met you oh yeah yeah NHS
2: right yeah yeah go on
0: it's true. Um, oh, where do I start? Uh, I start from the A level. A levels is not for me, and I always tell people every single day. If listen, just go straight to B Tech. <laughs> do they even still do B Tech? Yes, I is work it? in a college. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, they do B Tech. There's lots of different ones, and I feel yeah. like, from well, okay, for me personally, I like to focus on one thing. Mm. And with A levels, it was too
1: many different things, exams, this, that, mm. and. That's an important message. Like, I mm-hmm. everyone should not feel pressured to follow. I was pressured. My mom was standard. like, "What's that
0: B Tech? Where are you going with?" i B- Oh, B-tech? trust me. Like,
1: <laughs> it's not acceptable in like any kind of African household whatsoever. Well, let me not say African. I'm from a Nigerian household. Let me narrow it down. What is B Tech? B Tech is nonsense, right? You have to do A levels, but um, we live in a society now where like we can see that like sometimes people need to go down the vocational route because Mm -hmm. academics is not for them so if that's you please don't feel pressured to follow that yes please I tell everyone that um stencil
0: so yeah basically I did four A levels drama
1: oh you did drama too yeah
0: Drum, but I dropped that AS because well, my mum was AS, like, "What it, is this so plating? <laughs>
1: so Bruh, can, I can you imagine when I, you know, I was doing art and I was
0: fully enjoying it, clouded about, Mate, just acting, doing every. I was, it was too fun, but my mum said, "Drop that." <laughs> so then I had media, uh, psychology, and Girl, communication and culture. Psychology. So psychology for me was not really psychology; it was a memory game. Right, and for me, I just. It wasn't. It wasn't. So I failed that, number one. Mm. Media, I did really good in my exams and stuff, but the group work, flop. And it wasn't my fault. Like, I'm not really good with the camera. I can direct and say, okay, this looks nice or this looks good in the camera or what should we do? I was good at writing the script. But in terms of the filming and the actual editing, Mm. I I struggled. So I had to leave it to other people Mm. to do. They flopped it for me. So media and um, media and psychology I failed and I passed communication and culture so I was like but boy what uni am I going to because my mum's going to kill me <laughs> <laughs> my mum's going to kill me uh-huh. so um I already knew I was going to fail so I already just put myself to go bed for sure because I knew there <laughs> was to- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't nah, be there to- so guys I'm so sorry oh but I just put myself to go bed for sure and I said look Rachel just make the most of it because you'll be doing one course there you'll be fine so I made my way to bed for sure, I lo and behold I found so many people uh, with me yeah, so many people were there like yeah shout oh, out to <laughs> Um yeah so I did advertising and marketing communications oh yeah I remember you saying that now. and I really 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 wanted to be in marketing like that was my goal so I was like Rachel A, A, A I didn't get A but I got two one so I was like okay fine that's good well and done during that time I did a sandwich course which I did in the uni because I couldn't find another one like mm. it was just too hard and it was trying to go back to London was difficult so I was just like right I'll just do this and it was in the careers department and you know what? I really really enjoyed it It was like my first like full-time job I had other part-time stuff in retail before but that was my first like was it focused on marketing or be- okay so you just had to work so it was a careers year. assistant and I was dealing with like but I did all their marketing so all the social media mm-hmm. I did all of that I redesigned their website I did um all their like handouts and stuff I redesigned that and I really enjoyed it but When it was time to go, I was ready to go. Mm. I was like, I need more money than this. So um, I finished uni, got my degree, and I started applying for marketing, like, lots of different ones. And I got some really big companies saying, come to interview. And every single one, no, 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 Mm -mm. no, no. And it was like, I feel like I got about 15 no's. Mm. And for me, that was too many. Mm. So I was like, no, this can't, no, no, no. And, like, for some of them, I feel like there was racism. And I'm sorry but I feel like there was. Mm. There was blatant racism. Like, they say they're going to email you. No, you didn't get it. No email. Mm. No nothing. The way that they looked at me, oh, Rachel King. I heard that. Because they've seen the name, yeah, and they're thinking it's a white person. Oh, uh, Rachel King. They're thinking, like, what
1: the hell are you doing I can't even mask my one because mine is as Nigerian as they come. Listen, I had that. They had Chantel
2: Horton from Big Brother at the time when I was... um, At uni, the blonde girl, Mm. so it would be like, Oh, Chantelle, it's like, Yeah, yeah, they were just
0: like, you could see. So, I was doing, I was working in a doctor's surgery during the end of uni, so I just stayed there, but they didn't want to up my hours, so I moved to NHS. And I was like, NHS, it's nice, like, I liked it, they're under pressure, but I enjoyed like helping people and patients, like, I felt like I really want to help people Mm. in general, but the money that they're paying you to do what they're Mm. doing is too low. And I'm so sorry. I couldn't... I was like, no, I need higher than this. Like, I see people there. I'm so sorry for everybody who's still there and who's at a significant age. But I just feel like I'm not going to be getting 25K in my 40s, Mm. in my 50s. You must be mad. And I see (laughs) people still there. So I said no. So I left there and then I managed to get a job now in a college. So I'm helping young people. I'm doing my careers advice because I'm doing my careers advice course. So I do careers advice with them. I do one to ones, and I feel like is your course NVQ? Um, it's a level six diploma. Okay. So nice. I think and the employers paying for that? No, oh, I pay for that myself know, so, because yeah. um, as most people will know in the education sector, it's budget freeze and yeah. there's no money. So that two thousand five hundred that you're gonna pay for your course, they're not giving you none of that. They might give you a little penny towards it. But, no. So you've made
2: your investment in yourself? Yeah,
0: I had to because I was like, there's no way. So, yeah, mm. that's kind of my current story.
2: There's a lot of other things, but that's kind of my story. Okay. I think one of the trends that came through from the town hall was like, there were a few people that were like, yeah, it took me six weeks to get a job. And I know I myself have been like, yeah, I got my job before I graduated. But that's not, that's not everyone. That is not common. Yeah, that's not no. everyone's reality. And um, regardless of when you get your job, because I fully well know people who went to, you know, the Russell Group universities who stayed on at, like, Marks and Spencers for a year, Like, their part-time job became their Mm full-time job. So, like, looking for work after graduation is not easy. But I think one of the, like, um, common threads from the town hall was people saying, and and we've said it as well, Mm -hmm. is that even when you get a job, it, it, I think one person said it took them about seven years, and you're what, six, four years? I mean, and, it
1: took a long time. And you're still
2: there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes time to navigate and figure out what you actually want to do in your field. Because even though, for example, you're an accountant, it doesn't necessarily mean that, yeah, I'm going to be an accountant, and I'm going to work for um, the Magic Circle, You could do accounting in a social enterprise. Mm -hmm. You might find within accounting, actually, there's a certain niche that you want to go down. I think it was interesting to hear that, like, uni, applying for a job, starting with an organisation, is just the beginning Mm -hmm. of your journey. Like, there's so much more to learn and come. I don't think anybody really let
0: me... Like, we had the careers team, and, you know, they were supportive in terms of trying to help you figure out what you wanted to do, but there wasn't anybody that kind of informed me that... Yeah, you might be going into NHS, but then you can move to this job, or you can move, mm. or you might mm. find that you need to do this, or how do you ask for a pay rise? Or there's just different things that no one ever told me. So I was just like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Am I? I think,
1: um, I think it's difficult for most people. Except for maybe people who. I Don't know, went into the quite specific things, like maybe, doctors, yeah, yeah, being doctors or the people that went into like financial services, those were the people that was just nyeh, nyeh, and yeah, and that was it. And they were busting out 40k jobs immediately mm. after graduation. And so, gel. I think the, the problem that I have is that you're sold this um dream, which it doesn't exist and it's not true, and I think. Like, when you get people to a level where they believe in that so much and then that's not really happening to them, that's when it can have a serious negative effect on their actual life, not even to speak of their mental well-being. I think there needs to be a lot more practical and realistic advice. And I think that with especially people going to uni now, you're playing you're paying nine grand a year yeah when I went to uni the fees were 1k okay, I was in that sector to do you understand what I'm saying and still I wasn't playing around like I wasn't going to the uni for bands. I wanted to go to uni for a purpose can't be doing any kind of degree just for whatever and people say "Oh, go to uni get the experience mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. you can get that experience for cheaper think about the money and mm. the debt that you're coming out with you need to it, I think for kids these days, even coming out of secondary school, you actually need to be a lot more focused than we had to be um coming out so that you make sure that you're studying something that at least has some sort of tangible direction you can go in. doesn't mean you have to stay in it for the rest of your life, but you need to have a tangible direction and you also need to be highly adaptable. You need to be multi-skilled. Get experience in anything that you can, even if you don't like doing it, because there's a lot of transferable skills that you yes. can use and it could propel you into the next role and that's literally all i used to go from the different roles that i went through until i got my first permanent role what was that like maybe 2014 i graduated in 2009 so all that time i was just doing fixed term contracts or um just temp work so mm. you have to have you have to be um minded in a sense that i need a variety of skills and you also kind of have to have a thick skin as well like especially if you're coming out of uni right now where with this situation in the country we don't really know what's going to be happening for the next few years like you need to you need to be adaptable and you need to have many what's the word that they use like Trice many ripples. many bows to your whatever String. that's it String Many bows. that's it that's you need to bows. have um, many strings to your bow, and I—I I don't want it to come across like really depression depressing them like oh oh, I'm not going to get a job in what I do yeah you can but also you may not and you need to mentally prepare for that and have a plan b and have a plan c and have a plan d (laughs) and not get disillusioned quickly isn't it because Mm. imagine if you'd got disillusioned from um what was it all those times yeah yeah but I did
0: and that kind of pushed me away from going wanting to go into marketing by the way that I was treated by like the shock oh a woman even because it was quite male dominant it's still now but I feel like now there's a lot more women in marketing. Those interviews oh, that I yeah. went to, male-dominated. So I feel like they were shocked to see me. I already look young, and I'm black, and I'm a woman on top of all of that. Like, I was like, forget this. I'm not coming to get no, no, no
1: every week. Forget but it. But you channeled that disappointment in a productive mm-hmm. direction. You thought, okay, I realized that this might not be for me now, so what's the other... Where else can I go? But I think a lot of young people today can be quite single-minded about what they want to do and not really thinking around it and just, like, the the possibilities as well, especially in a culture where there's a lot of, um, I don't know, social media stars and things like that. And a lot of people, they they see that as the easy way out. It's not easy. These people are working hard for their money. They're working very, very hard. Mm. We don't really see that behind the scenes, but... um, They wake
0: up and there's photographers outside their door. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a mad reality to wake up to it might be nice you've got money and that but it's, it's a hard. lot of pressure
1: yeah. yeah so yeah that's that's what I would say in that respect to be honest with you
0: just to touch on something you said as well um, that you're paying nine grand for uni now hmm. so I was the first year for nine grand was you know nine not three no, I was. She's nine. young, man. I was not. Na- I was the first year, so my cousin, the year before me, they were doing three grand. Yeah. And why are you that you're doing shoulders like that? It was a
1: cheap thing, three grand. I said to myself, if no, I had born a year later, I would have had to pay three grand. When I Double. changed course. I stayed, I was thinking of going to a different uni when I saw that I would have to be paying three grand. Uh-uh, no, I've stayed at the <laughs> University of Birmingham. I want to find whatever course there is to do there. I'm not paying three grand a year. You might. Mm. Like, because I knew the debt would just be, mm.
0: well, and,
1: you know, when you think about what you're actually, what kind of jobs you're going into once you come out of uni and the pay grade, like how you're going to be paying that back for the rest of your basically, life. Basically, you're not going to
0: pay it back now if you're doing if you're doing 9,000 I did the 9,000 well it depends
1: what kind of what job you, you yeah. yeah what you earn that's true yeah. me I'm done you know is it <laughs> because you were on the low one I wasn't she you came in she went into a job straight outside of uni yeah. if I'd done and she that, was doing her work from 16 I'm going yeah. to say it again and again and it was a good paying job as well cause, so yeah I would expect you to be yeah. done by now um, me I'm not done I ain't gonna lie, y'all
0: <laughs> oh, listen so obviously with the 9,000 I will reiterate the same way I said about BTECs if you don't feel like you want to be paying that 9000 and you're unsure, wait. Mm. You don't have to step out of college and go straight into uni. You could work for a bit. You could take a gap year. You can do things that you want to, like, discover exactly what you want to do. I don't think uni is for everybody. And mm. if you go there for one year and you decide to drop out, you still have to pay back that one year of money that you got from it. So I'm
2: gonna- just be... I'm gonna aware. disagree with you. You know, I like I agree with the fact that if university is not for you, don't force it. And I like that's anything, that's kind of what that's, I'm going that's for. anything in life. Like if it's not for you, don't stay longer than you have to. Like just deep that this isn't working. And like my best friend, she she started a law degree, dipped out, um, took a year out, not a year out, glamorous, just did nothing, and then went into teaching and did an education mm-hmm. degree. And like she's the best teacher that I know. But what I will say is, which I always say to my to my kids at school, I don't think the money aspect should put you off because remember, like, the, the backgrounds of the children that I work with aren't protect, aren't rich. They, they're they not necessarily thriving in money. And then they have nine grand a year and it's like, oh, no, nah, we don't have that money. I just need to make money. And education is, for me, it's, it's one of the biggest investments you can mm-hmm. make in your life. And I struggle, like, thinking... What am I gonna to tell to my own children? Like I don't know how I'm gonna feel with my children say they don't want to go to uni because I'm an academic. I won't push it. I'm not mm. gonna say oh you must you must. Um, everyone makes their choices, but I w- I don't think money should be the reason why you don't do something.
1: It's not money per se. I think the I think for me the money is something important to consider. I think don't go to uni and do a useless degree when you're gonna pay that much. You need to think carefully about what you're paying. So it's not about just thinking of the money as a figure in itself and saying, oh, that's too much money. It's about channeling that into like making people focus on what it is they actually want to do and what the cost benefit of that will Mm. be once they come out of uni. Because I actually have quite a few colleagues that didn't go to uni and they went straight into the working world their counterparts who went to uni, they're coming into the working world, they're underneath them, Mm -hmm. they're the managers of them. So if you don't know what you want to do, and you can't see any tangible direction to go in, I would not advise you to go to uni. And I feel really strongly about that. I've had that conversation with my Mm. parents where I'm just like, I'm really not gonna tell anyone at this point to go to uni for any old reason because what benefit are they actually getting out of that? What are most of the people coming out of uni with degrees today doing? like it's getting to the point now where so many people have degrees it's not even giving you that edge and advantage mm-hmm. that it perhaps did when we were still in uni and it's still just about kind of did whilst you were still in uni Rachel so it's thinking about like is there any other way around the system we don't have to actually always follow that structure that's it's what not I'm gonna trying be to be beneficial saying. because um, at my workplace we do apprenticeships right so um there's like an it apprenticeship and a couple of guys have coming through there and they didn't go to uni or anything like that so think about like explore the other options which um, may be more financially palatable Mm -hmm. and just more lifestyle palatable as well because as you said for underprivileged people that's quite a big concern like the 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 cost and the things that they're going to pay back in the end and it may end up even crippling them more so than if they had just gone straight into the world of work yeah. I don't know it's weird because obviously some jobs are like oh you need a uni degree that does not mean that you have to go to uni do open university it's a lot cheaper you're not going to be paying 9k for tuition and then doing the added Million loans costs. for yeah exactly but these jobs also say a degree
0: or experience equivalent but so you're potentially
2: equivalent and so they I, may be I, I, able yeah. depending
0: on what you feel like you want to do you may be able to have that experience that is equivalent as opposed to having
2: a uni degree and your your quote was you know to take the risk mm. in, in, and the risk more, more than risk is maybe take your shot in that you know there are so many things so I I didn't um, I didn't get the, I ideally would want to, you know, as we probably all would want to walk out of uni with a first class degree that mm. wasn't me but I was so hell bent on being a well rounded person, like making sure that I still had a social life, making sure that I still, I had a part time job, making sure that I still pursued hobbies and other activities because in terms of the topic finding work after you graduate you're going to have to have so much more to say about yourself mm-hmm. not just here's my degree 100%. employ me mm-hmm. like you yeah. need to have you need to have experiences and you need to think about even the most and it's i feel like i don't want to sound patronizing because we're talking to to big women in the workplace but it's it's the same conversations that i have with like my 16 year olds my year 11s where it's like you know take any example and just think what are the skills that i'm getting from this so Mm -hmm. even if it is that you know you've You've ended up staying in your part-time job from uni and it's not related to your degree. But you have to think, like, what are all the intricacies of customer service? What are mm. the ways that you manage your time? What are the ways that you're innovative and creative in the things that you do to be able to talk about yourself in more... Because the interview isn't, what's your degree?
1: Mm. You've got to no. be able
2: to say more
1: than that. Yeah, that's it the end of the day.
2: The next thing I was
0: going to ask you guys is... What advice would you give to the listeners who are looking for work, especially those
1: who have graduated? Or just any kind of work in general?
0: Yeah, like just how would you navigate? So you've graduated. It's July. It's summer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, don't <laughs> don't wait
2: till
0: then. That's the first yeah. tip. Well, some people do. So some people
2: don't even have a CV. Me. So That's what would point. you what would you advise them? I think looking back now, I think that and as I say in in many episodes talk to people so and when I say talk to people I mean talk to your family talk to talk to people relevant people in the careers that you want to go in I say talk to your family first because you need to understand your circumstance so like I said I was living on my own so I knew that I wasn't trying to go back home so I had to work you you don't know what your parents do and don't have for you, or in terms of financial assistance or or the expectation, Mm. you know talk about your plans in the short term and the long term, whoever that person is it might be for some people, some of our um, listeners and our guest last week it was their partner because they'd been in a long-term relationship throughout uni but what what are the expectations do you want to leave home well, actually is everybody quite happy that you stay at home I don't think people should feel the pressure to leave home I feel like if, stay at home and stack your money if you can mm-hmm. Um find out if your parents have a little stash for you do they have some financial resources where you can afford to maybe go and work abroad but you hadn't thought i don't have the flight money or whatever so talk to people the the, first of all the people who who love who you love and you love to see what supports available and what what do i need what do you need in the immediate Mm. and then find people in your jobs there's so many people and like i said you know I spoke to Camilla when I was 14 because I just wanted her to map it out for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what mm-hmm. an, what to say in the interview. I don't know once I get in what am how do I navigate myself in the workplace? What opportunities? I don't know that actually most people apply for a junior and then within 6 months you you get moved up unless you talk to people mm-hmm. who are already in. You don't know. So
1: I say talk. Find out, explore. Um, I would say sign up to LinkedIn. I was going to say that! that. I was going to say that! um, That's a great resource for um finding people who might be in a career path that you want to go into and co- potentially connecting with them you might be able to send them a little message and say look uh, i've just come out of the, the uni this is my degree I'm not quite sure what direction i want to go in but i've looked at your where you are now how did you kind of get there can you kind of give me advice whatever I, I mean yeah for sure some people will ignore you and you won't get messages back but someone might be like oh i want to help out this person so that's um a very practical step in in, in that sense um Um, Furthermore, don't feel the pressure to actually go into a role that, or... So maybe you've studied something at uni, but you just actually don't want to have anything to do with that. Like, Find your autonomy, because I I grew up in a Nigerian household and there was not that autonomy with education. To be fair, the act of me changing from English, sorry, changing from multimedia computer systems to English and African studies caused a lot of issues that i had to deal with but i just stuck to my guns because i was like this is my life i had to live it for myself so if you're in that situation i empathize with you um (laughs) and i want to tell you at some point you're going to have to grow some balls some cojones and you're going to have to make some hard decisions for yourself but don't make them prematurely or rashly make sure you have the support that you need so maybe that's the case of getting some work so that you can save up money if you need to move out of the house or just kind of get out of the situation now nah, you guys are laughing <laughs> but it's real talk no, so agree you need you. to have that kind of cushion and um don't make rash decisions um when you don't have that um what was the question again Advice. Find and work. Huh? Advice yeah. on finding what huh yeah work. um and be flexible diversify your skills don't be just rigidly looking in one direction and sticking to that unless of course i don't know you're no even if you were studying medicine you don't have to stick to just one thing you've got lots of different areas you need to go to and i'm sorry but in 2020 you can't just focus on one skill set you need to have a diverse set of skills so get jobs in as many things as you can like if you can't get what you want get other jobs get lots of experience bring them together sit down and collate in a coherent man manner the the transferable skills that you get out of that so having a good cv is really important yeah and if you need support for that you can check online sites such as read there's like cv tips there's all sorts of online resources now that weren't perhaps maybe available when we were at uni things like that if you're still at uni you can go to your uni's career advice uh, service and they you can, can still help going you out as, yeah. as a
0: graduate as well you yeah. can go back as well really well there you what go about,
2: what about for our seasoned listeners like because i I know as in working for a few years maybe outside of after uni yeah so like for example like my mum will come to me with her personal statement if you're not at uni Mm. or you know you've been working for a while so it's been a while since you've done your cv like you might have been in
0: a mm, job for 10 years
1: or i hear you but this one is about finding work after you graduate okay so it's not like a it's not like a generic one i think We'll will probably need to cover that because I've, that's a completely different mm. kind of style and topic. process. Yeah, yeah mm. of pulling these are like we're talking to like the the fresh the fresh ones that you yeah. like the, the you Yeah, the York. yeah. I say and they like wonder. they're coming out and they just really need some help. And also, please um, don't be discouraged. You're gonna you're gonna get a lot of net, like setbacks. Like let's just be real here, where. You just as a graduate in general, then secondly as a black person, and then thirdly as a, a, a woman as well, on top of that, there's a lot of things that are working negatively against us, but that does not mean that you should give up or just say, oh, I can't do this anymore because other people have gone before you and we're moving and we're thriving in the workplace. So find those people around you. If they're not anybody in your family, if there's people that your family knows, like people that you can look up to, get those kind of people to help you and mentor you and um, give you some kind of clear, well, give you direction in that sense. I'm really not speaking coherently today, but you guys understand what I'm saying. your direction. Well, I told you, kind
0: of said everything I wanted to say.
2: My bad. So...
0: Um, I would also say LinkedIn is a really good resource to you. so if you can get your profile fixed up mm. try and do
1: that if you need support I'm sure there's people around you you can ask now and open it to recruiters as well so mm. they can they can message you because that's how my current job I didn't apply for it they found me on LinkedIn yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So, yeah. so there's that and I just think as well um, like Chantel said talking to people is really important like you never know who's in your network like your uncle mm. might doing this and you didn't even know what his actual job was which can help you so if you could get work experience I know after graduation you want to just be making money straight away but sometimes that work yourself, experience humble yourself please yeah sometimes. get work experience even if it's just for a week because you think okay I still need to work or it could be part time you could go there like one day a week or whatever but just get mm. that work experience because when your CV's looking long and luxury and other people's is looking naked you'll be the one <laughs> there getting the job so I've it's seen it people come with a naked CV and I'm like what am I going to do with this you've just got your qualifications and nothing kills na- they don't even have they haven't even done retail they haven't even done anything so it's like you need to skill yourself like even there's things you can do on Google like little what's that Google you can do Google some workshops and courses and things for free so just get to do that like see if you can go on there and see if there's anything you're interested mm-hmm. in and do that Also, you will have fallbacks. Like, people will reject you. They'll reject you at the application stage. They'll reject you at the interview stage. They'll reject you at the assessment centre stage. But you just need to keep pushing through. Like, sometimes, always ask for feedback. I've been doing that now. If they Mm -hmm. don't give it, they don't give it. But Mm -hmm. I always ask just in case there was something in my application that was wrong. Or just in case there was something, or I wasn't speaking up enough, or I wasn't confident enough, or
2: I just wasn't what they were looking for ask for feedback Mm we might have to do episode tips for interviews
1: Mm. and assessment
2: centres yes as a careers advisor (laughs) now I kind
1: of know what there was one thing one more thing actually I wanted to say upon advice um Upskill yourself, and you can do that easily now, these days, on things like YouTube. Yeah, you don't even have to pay money, someone's already like taking the time out to create a video to help you to do things, especially when it comes to like creative kind of occupations and learning how to use software and things like that. There's so much on YouTube that you can teach yourself, so you can join up to those. There's other resources such as Lindsay, yeah, Um, Lindsay oh is it l y n i don't okay. know yeah just you're gonna have to look lindsey learning yeah. or something yeah like i that. think you
0: have to pay for some of the things on there yeah. but some of them they're cheap they're cheap like yeah. just do it and see like where you what you get from it people yeah. be like oh
1: wow you've done a course here they love just professional development they love and that. certain boroughs actually because i did this quite a few times have um summer universities where you can do like lots of like um yeah you can t- have experience, I think mostly in like the creative sector for free, and you'll just be working with other kids or other yes. like young adults who have done other stuff like that. I did quite a few things like that with like um, photography and design, so yeah mm. check out all the resources that your borough has to offer as well. Oh, one more thing I'll add <laughs> um as
0: I'm doing it now, don't be afraid to just email companies and say. Or oh, um, this is my situation, or you don't have to tell them everything, but just email them and say, "This is would I be able to come and do work experience?" Because a lot of the time, and I've seen it happen, students will go there and do work experience, and then they'll offer them part-time work, mm. so they actually have some kind of employment from that. Whereas before, they were unemployed. So. Don't approach be afraid people. to, like, approach people. That's and, taking a risk, in it? Yeah, because, like, like I have to approach them for my own job, like, getting employers to work with the students. So I feel like the students should also do the same thing. Sometimes they like just one student as opposed to me coming with all my students. So speak to them and see what you get from that. Anything else you guys want to add? Mm-mm. No, I'm, <laughs> you sure? You finished? Also? I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you again for listening to us and coming and joining us. We are... So grateful for your support and your listens and your retweets and your likes. We're very su- we're very thankful for all of that. Um, so just again, the social media is at BWWPodcastUK on Snapchat, Instagram and Twitter. And the hashtag is hashtag BWWPodcastUK. Website's
2: now live. Oh yes, the website. Are we going to say that every week now?
1: Yeah, yes. Well, until, <laughs> Go on the
3: website.
2: We can see people using it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'd like... Um, We've got quite a strong following for university ACS groups and uh, we're following them, they're following us. Ladies, come at us. Let's hear about your finding work after graduation stories. Let's hear some successes. Yeah, we would love to support you. And you know, you can email us
0: at UK at gmail.com. You're looking at me, Don't so
1: you know
0: <laughs> it already. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, because you know I speak like a robot sometimes on a podcast. So I just have to make it clear. I'm just looking at you. I'm just looking at you. So yeah, um, email us, get to know us, call us, message us. Not call cool us. us. Not can cool you call? Can sure, nah. you call on Instagram? No. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> even if you can, don't. Okay. Bye, no. Chantel
0: said no calling, but <laughs> message. <laughs> T- up their phone in D- just D- and say your name. DM us anything you want to do. Do that. Not wait. anything. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> up, up, all right, guys. It's a Bye.
1: Bye.